Lamb <laughs> Brewing Company, Columbus, Ohio. I'm good at that. Oh, that's good. Did you like that? Were you recording that one? Yeah. Land Grant Brewing presents Land Grant University. Beers with the Brewers. Orange, you glad we switched to Tangerine? Welcome back to another episode of Beers with the Brewers, the podcast we host live every week from the land grant brewing company in columbus ohio my name is walt keys i'm creative director here i am joined we've got a lean and mean team here today i am joined um pretty much as always by meredith miles director of communications orange you glad i am here to join you sure am <laughs> and head brewer dan schaefer ahoy it's a orange. That's what we were going through. No, I, yeah. <laughs> a yeah, I don't orange. do that. A I've dropped a few hints along the way, but today we are talking about Creams of Kolsch, our Kolsch infused with tangerine and vanilla. It is a um, sort of nostalgic, delicious summertime treat. Um, you can chase your ice cream truck down this summer and check it out. But we're talking about it today here on the podcast and... Uh, yeah, it's a it's a summer favorite here at the tap room, and uh, we're always excited when it comes back. So, without further ado, we're gonna hand it off to uh, Dan, <laughs> Dan the man, as we as we all call him around here, and uh, he's gonna walk you through this uh, this uh, summertime favorite. Yeah, nobody calls me that. Five point seven percent ABV, nine IBUs. Um, so. What we did uh, this year, when people were asking me about the tangerine, yeah, we did that last year. Um, and the reason being um, our, our partners at uh, Fruit Crown sent us some um, concentrates to try. And I tried the tangerine, and it's like, well, this tastes like a creamsicle, like without even putting anything else in it. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's, and uh, as we've talked about, it's a concentrated product, which means. Um, it's more flavorful. Uh, we're not brewing with water. Um, you know, we have water here. I don't need to add extra water uh, <laughs> to the beer. And, um, yeah, we're just very happy with it. Uh, you may notice this year the lack of uh, lactose uh, in this guy as we've been trying to move away from that. Uh, what we did is basically the base of this is the same... Uh, hazy base that we use for our, our hazy beers minus all the hops uh, so hopefully we'll get that same type of uh, mouthfeel uh, without you know turning someone's insides uh, out uh, <laughs> when they're when they're drinking it and ultimately um, I think it makes for something that's uh, a bit more drinkable when mm -hmm. it gets like crazy hot out which hasn't been lately but you know it's coming <laughs> Yeah, um, tastes really fresh, really like citrusy. Um, definitely a ton of like orange flavor, tangerine. Um, yeah, without it being like sort of, you know, like, I mean, it's a beer modeled after a creams, like a dreamsicle. So like, you don't want to be like, oh, it's not, you know, like it's nice that it's not sweet, but it's it's like the little touch of vanilla. Um, 
and it's yeah, like you said, it's like it's a little more drinkable. It tastes a little bit more like a beer, I think, mm-hmm. than than it has in the past, and uh, not not as sweet. Mm-hmm. But you get that, that you get that little like kiss of vanilla. You get a ton of orange. Um, man, it's uh, it's it's pretty good. I feel like one of the things Dan taught me throughout my tasting experiences was like perceived sweetness versus actual sweetness too, like with vanilla contributing, especially like aromatically. And I think that the the vanilla seems more subtle this time, but at the same time, it, it still drinks and I still take away all the things I want. But I think you're right in the drinkability of it. It feels like a little less sweet, whether that's perceived or otherwise. And therefore, to me, a little bit more crushable just from a hot day. It doesn't, it's not overpowering. And I think, it, I mean, it's tasting really good. And I love in a glass, it looks like orange juice. Like it, you know, it has kind of yeah. that orangier color to or tangerine yeah it's got that (laughs) that orange juice look that like a hazy like hazy beers sometimes get yeah which i think uh but it doesn't drink probably tricks your brain into it a little bit necessarily either where it's like thick or something either it's still light and um real like fluffy so yeah fluffy it's a fluffy brew this this did finish uh pretty dry Again, without the with all the fruit in it, and without the, the lactose to bump up the residual gravity, it um, finishes out pretty dry, like a lot of our other fruit beers. And again, I think that just kind of aids the um, drinkability of the guy. Have you guys? I remember one time Walt and I were shooting some content for Creamsicles, and we did we dropped a like Creamsicle Dreamsicle into it and made like a float out of it. Would you ever float? this beer i'd float that <laughs> but does it float um does it yeah float? this would be a great beer to do like a little ice cream float mm-hmm. with i think yeah do i think that's a that's the fun way to kind of summarize not summer summer ties it <laughs> it makes <laughs> it just it, i was thinking about like when we we're talking about chasing down that ice cream truck i feel like that's mm-hmm. the right way or you take your little popsicle and you like stir it around in it a little bit and then kind of like a, like a fun, yeah, that like might a be the move because you don't want to you don't want to be too much popsicle in there. But yeah, like yeah, like the just like the remnants mm-hmm. on the stick. Yeah, and you just might be the swirl move. It around. Mm-hmm. That's that is the move. I'll have to bring some in. Um, but yeah, this is a, this is a great beer. It's summer beer. We've done this now. I don't know. This is probably the seventh or eighth year we've done it. Yeah, I was curious. I remember this is kind of an OG land grant special. I remember prior to my working here, seeing there was video of. Like actually zesting oranges was that that was for this beer right? You guys were like yeah, that was the second year we did it, and uh, when we like we hand zested a lot of oranges, um, and that was like the beer when we first tapped it, it tasted incredible. It was probably the maybe the best creamsy has ever tasted, but it was incredibly fresh, incredibly great mm-hmm. right right when we put it on. But that. Uh, if I recall correctly, the, just the, that fresh zest just didn't age well. Doesn't hold. I believe that was also a cask. Uh, I think that was maybe yeah. Justin doing uh, into a cask, yeah. which is like notoriously fragile beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you have to drink those like right away. I remember yep. there being some sort of uh, zest. I don't know machine with like a drill. Am I making that well, up? There was some kind. There of was like not a machine. It was a drill, <laughs> and we put like long bits on the drill, and we just jammed oranges on the. Got it. On the bit. Yeah. And you. you and you spun them. You and spun them, and you'd the hold zester. the zester, That's and it would right. spin, spin, spin. 
until we got enough. Uh, and it took a long, like no. we had like seven or eight people. I think that I think I think that video is still in like the rotation a, here. If you come down the tap room, like uh, like when you're if you're hand zesting, and it was obviously earlier on. I think and, and I think we did like a. Was it? A I, I think we did a twenty batch? barrel batch. I mean, I think when we were hand zesting them out here, I think it was a like a full on, not a full on, but sure. like a bigger brew of it. Yeah. Um, and I just remember we were out here for like. Like there was like six <laughs> or seven people out here for like two straight days, and that's all we were doing was like zesting oranges. I mean, I know for yeah, pilot size batch, I will regularly, in the past, have done like a case or two of citrus zest yeah. for mm-hmm. just four barrels. So obviously, multiply that yeah. up to twenty-four, and yeah. um, I think we, we we pretty quickly realized that was not a sustainable model right. for brewing this beer at any scale. Um, even though it did taste great, it was a lot of labor that went mm-hmm. into generating that much uh, zest. I think that's one of my favorite things is hearing kind of the the origin story of a beer and then how it's evolved. Because I know that we'll tweak, I mean, even batch to batch, sometimes you guys are making adjustments. But I think year over year, and especially things like moving away from lactose or obviously evolving to tangerine because it's more orange than an orange or whatever it might be. I always find that so interesting how like the fine tuning of it, because I don't know if the lay person drinking the beer can tell sometimes some of the differences, like a a tweak here or there. But I will say that sitting here and having it in the glass, especially it's the first one I've had this season because it just packaged. um, I feel like it is a really fresh, it tastes so fresh. And Mm -hmm. I think that that is standing out to me more than anything. It's yes, there's that nostalgic vibe, but this just, it's a really good tasting beer. And I love the, orange forwardness of it because i feel like a lot of beers you're getting citrus but it's a little bit more in the lemon even it's got a real brightness a real brightness Mm -hmm. to it without Um, being heavy though either which is what i think they like about it the most uh for the record uh when zesting for cocktails at home uh or when i have to do pilots here i use the most excellently named rotato um, (laughs) which takes it takes a little bit more pith than um than i would like but uh is well worth it um, in terms of you can, you know, zest a piece of fruit in like 10 seconds. So. Yeah. Rotato, not a sponsor, but could be. <laughs> Get at us, Rotato. I know you're listening. Yeah, um, at Rotato. Sure, the marketing, the head of marketing at Rotato is listening to this podcast. Um, it's great. It tastes great. It's going down real smooth, real easy. How it's did you guys How did you guys come up with this name originally? I mean, it <sighs> kind of sells it. The creamsicle, creamsicle, creamsicle. Uh, but like, was that... This one was like... Was there a cart before the horse sitch? Like, did the no, beer come first? It or? was... Uh, I know Adam and Mark had the idea for the for the beer, for like a, a creamsicle, like a dreamsicle beer. And it was one of those like, okay, well, we brewed a, like a small batch of this then we, we gotta like we're gonna put it on tap but we gotta figure out what we're gonna call it and i believe it was former uh sales manager bartender luke who came up with this name i believe and it was like literally one of those like <laughs> he said it and we're all like we we were we were all like and he was like that's a dumb name <laughs> but then it was like but maybe it's just like so dumb, right? That it's a good name. Well, it's it rolls out. I mean, <laughs> yeah. creamsicle. I feel like yeah. is what I always called them growing and, up. I don't uh, know about, 
but Creamsicle is like. Well, I guess I think Dreamsicle is like a, a brand, brand name yeah. of uh, well, I guess Popsicle the Creamsicle. But uh, too, right? Popsicle but, versus like Frozen. But it was definitely one of those names that got thrown out, and at, fir- at like first pass, you're like, Ugh, "That's stupid. That's so silly and so dumb." But then, like ten minutes later, like what? Like what about that Creamsicle name? That was kind of you know what? that's like growing on me a little bit. And uh, and so yeah, that that's kind of how that one went. And you know, the first I think maybe two, two or three times we brewed it, we did not package it. Um, it was just a draft only release. And then uh, it sold. It always sold. It still sells really well in the tap room. People love it. And uh, so we decided to, to try and can it. And this was one like this is early days, and it was like trying to figure out how to make that beer. Um, and be able to package it and and make it like make the flavor stable because mm-hmm. like like I said when we did the when we did the like the hand zested one it tasted great at first and it just didn't it didn't hold up over time and so trying to figure out that figure that out so that we could put it in a can sure. and put it out and uh, and uh, yeah and obviously I mean we, like there's not a lot of beers we've brewed for like seven years True. and so like you know it, it keeps coming back and people like it so. Um, Always, always fun to see it come back. I will say it took uh, a lot of work to get it to the point where people said this tastes like a cream sickle. And I mean, originally Justin was uh, an expert. Justin was using uh, extracts. Um, people were like, this is great. And I'm like, well, we don't want to use extracts. So <laughs> we were trying to, we're actually trying to get that flavor yeah. using real fruit. Yeah. Um, took a bit mm-hmm. of finagling. I think that is one of the things that I always really admire. You know, we've talked about it with lemon glow or things like that. It's it's easy enough to go use a like a fake flavoring essentially to achieve what you're looking for. But for like a lemon glow that basically uses only the hops to extract that citrusy lemon forward profile, it's always kind of surprising. It, wait, this isn't a shandy. This isn't you know something sort of more in that quote natural flavorings. Uh, arena it's really just extracted from the pure ingredients which Mm -hmm. i think is something that um you know since we're playing a little inside baseball on this podcast anyway that's something that i think people definitely appreciate when they start paying attention yes (laughs) (laughs) and i know creatively walt you've got the kind of classic uh I don't know, ice cream truck mm-hmm. vibe. Is that is that what it's always been from a from a design perspective? An evolved version each year, but yeah, this one is speaking? this this is uh, at least for me. It feels like the rare label that's more or less unchanged from last sure. year. I mean, I think we, I mean, obviously we took lactose out, so there were some updates to the 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 details on the label, but um, the artwork is pretty much unchanged. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's pretty much like I think the first time it was ever in Canada it had a ice cream mm-hmm. truck sort of idea to it, and um, you know Bonnie did one of like a variation on that, um, and then I tweaked it last year just to give it a little bit of an update. And no, nah, I'm I'm when pretty it happy hit, with when it. So when it's it hits, same. it hits. Yeah, I guess so. you know between the name and the yeah. look, it definitely um, evokes a lot of that nostalgia. Yeah, and I think we even have nostalgic as one of the uh, how does this taste? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know if it's the most scientific of uh, taste descriptors, but, you know, I think it gets the uh, the concept of the beer. 
I remember across. taking. I remember taking this beer up. I think it was two summers ago. We were working a beer festival in the Guardians Stadium, and it was one of those things where people were like, "Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> they would take a sip of it, and it was like it's such a good or an interesting beer, I should say, from like trial perspective because it's like, wait, what is that? I'll, I guess I'll try the Kolsch, and they take a sip of it, and they're like, "Wait, what?" And you know, yeah. because it just pulls a lot of that the flavor in your in your memory and so forth. Um, it definitely. And it triggers that, and then you kind of go back to the well, and like, wait, no, that's really what it tastes like. Yeah, for sure. Good stuff. Way to go, Dan. Well, hey, but uh, you know, we haven't covered the most important oh thing yet. We've belabored um, the point. You know, I think everyone's just really waiting to find out how crushable this beer is. Um, you know, if you've listened this long, we're 16 minutes in. How crushable is it? How crushable There's is this it? The one guy. He's like, "Come on, I, no, I can't turn." Come on, they're man. teasing it. He keeps hitting the 15 <laughs> seconds ahead button. Do it. Waiting for it. Um, but uh, no, I, I think. It, you want to start a softball? The question bears asking: How crushable is it? Um, you know, I think it's uh, it's a great beer. It's a light beer. It's uh, very refreshing. It tastes, um, you know, bright as can be. Nostalgic. Fresh, maybe? fresh as hell. Uh, I'm going to give it just because it's got that very like, you know, it is orange for it. Like it's, it's a fruity beer. Like it's a very specific flavor. Um, I'm going to give it a five. I, that's the only thing not, I'm going to give it a five. I would go six, but it's, I think, you know, it's just like, it's a lot of orange and, uh, you know, I'm going to give it a five. Orange, you glad that you went first. I, uh, Actually, it's interesting. I was thinking about... I couldn't tell you what I would have given this like in a previous iteration because I think the sweet or perceived sweetness of it probably would have deterred me from going up higher, too, with that lactose and everything. It was just a little too much, a little too much of a treat. But I feel like in its current state, I was thinking five, but I actually think I could take it up to a six. I think the orange oranginess of it um, being the more, I think, like forward flavor than something kind of vanilla or sweeter, that sort of sweetness. Of yeah, it. it definitely feels less like eating five things of ice cream. Yeah, it's not. it doesn't feel as like rich yeah. or decadent as it might be perceived to be. So I actually think I'm going to, I could be, you know, that warm weather, I'd, I'm going to put take it to a six. Okay, Dan. I think I'm at a five, although as this beer warms up a little bit, uh, it actually tastes more like a creamsicle as it warms up in the, it's kind of, it takes the edge yeah. off the citrus and mm-hmm. makes it seem a bit sweeter. Um, I could be tempted to have a sixth, but uh, I'll stick with my five. All right, so five and a third. I mean, 5.33. Five keep, keep that yeah. sixth one nearby All in, right. case you're, in case you're feeling it. Love it. Love it, love it. Great beer. Danny did it again. Look at you. What's next on this podcast? <laughs> well, well, why don't you tell us what we have going on? <laughs> I'm the host. I should know, right? I've got a piece of paper. What am I doing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Orange, you glad it's your Orange, turn Orange, you glad it's time for the, the tap room, room rundown. <laughs> Take a deep breath, everyone. Here it comes. Okay. Oh, boy. Well, if you're listening to this live, that means it's what? Thursday? It's approximately Thursday, June, June 22nd. 22nd. Uh birthday of one uh, dr keys my dad happy oh, birthday shout dad out, keys. um we'll be at the beach together as this uh podcast we'll comes out for him we're gonna go to sullivan's fish camp on sullivan's island Ooh. for my dad's birthday lunch 
It's going to be decadent and delicious and uh, can't wait. Is this where we pause for Eric to insert some like Stevie Wonder? Happy birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> no, let's play it for your dad. And that's it. You're gonna, gonna uh, if you're ever in the Charleston Happy area birthday. and you find yourself out uh, near Sullivan's Island or uh, Isle of Palms, go eat at the fish camp. It is outstanding. Um, 100% rating on my uh, Yelp account. I would which, read which that. I, which if, I don't if have. If you had a Yelp account, I'd read it. I feel I, like there'd probably be some very uh, I have no re- there, salty reviews. I've never reviewed anything online. <laughs> anyway, here we go. Taproom rundown. It's time. <laughs> You've waited this long. 20 minutes in. Here we Drum go. Drum roll, please. Oh, boy. Uh, beer Garden is in full swing. The season is here upon us. Uh, we are right in the middle of it all. Tonight. Live music continues. Matt Sullivan and friends are here. They play at 6 o'clock. We have live music every Thursday night at 6 o'clock, uh, weather permitting. So get on out here. Ray Ray's is here Thursday through Sunday. Friends from Late Night Slice are here every Thursday through Monday. Although they will be gone well, this the, weekend because of Comfest, yeah, They have a couple so. of festival obligations. Um, but most, most weekends they're here. Friday, our All is Welcome DJ series curated by the Freshest Events continues dj pastel is spinning at 9 p.m that's every friday as well saturday it is a very soccer saturday you may have heard columbus is home versus nashville um that match kicks off at 7 30 the, the men's national team plays jamaica um and we've got a watch party going on that that match kicks off at 9 30 so you can do a little double header a little soccer double header um, should yeah, be come f- by come by after you go to the game. If you go to the yeah. crew match at home, just stroll back here yeah. and check out with the AO Columbus. You can yeah, watch and if you don't have tickets to the crew, you can you can watch them both here. And if you do have tickets, come down here for a Sounds beer before. Sounds like a very soccer Saturday. Yeah. Um, Sunday, Noosh is going on. If you don't want Noosh, Noosh, Noosh is a not your sweetheart. Uh, it's a cocktail pop up. Um, Involving one of our awesome bartenders, Nan, who's been on this podcast pretty recently. Yeah. Um, Gone, doing she, she, she went Cricken, if anybody remembers our beers yes. with the bartenders. The, the Cricken aficionado, <laughs> Nan herself, <laughs> is running a uh, cocktail pop-up here. It is a pool party theme, so dress to impress. That is going 5 to 11 in the beer garden. Be here for that. Monday, our Fleet Feet Columbus Run Club goes on every Monday along with Cornhole League. Um, this 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 session is full for Cornhole, but Correct. there's going to be a fall Correct. session. Summer has sold out. And it actually, I believe, if you're listening to this in real time, it's basically gotten just gotten kicked off. So yeah. we will have, probably at this point, if you go to gocornhole.com, yep. there will be, um, under the Columbus header, you'll be able to find sign-ups for the Fall League. Yeah, so get in on that. Uh, yeah, Late Night Slice here Mondays. Tuesdays, Trivia in a Movie. Our boy Travis Hoesher hosts Trivia here every Tuesday at 6.30. Hey, well, what movie is going to play this Tuesday, this coming Tuesday? Uh, I'm, asking, I'm asking, so you're allowed to tell me. Legally, oh, I legally. see what you've done there. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. What movie are you going to be showing? A great one. One of my favorites. Um, Indiana Jones and Last Crusade playing on Tuesday. Uh, that comes right after Trivia. If you don't, if you want to pretend you didn't hear what, I, what movie I said... <laughs> and you're wondering what movies might be playing in the future, you can call us on your touchdown phone at 313-LG-MOVIE, or you can follow us on Instagram at LandGrantMoviePhone and see the full list there. Tortilla Street Food here every Tuesday. 
You can do your Taco Tuesday uh, trivia movie action. I oh. do have one thing to add. We have a schedule lineup change that's coming for the following week. During Since the 4th of July this year falls on a Tuesday. Uh-huh. And there is also a soccer match on Tuesday. We are taking trivia in a Crew? movie. Yes. USA? Crew. I Crew. Okay. Um, we're doing a watch party with the Nordic on that Tuesday, on the 4th of July. But on Monday, the 3rd of July, which happens to be oh, Columbus's I believe that is, I believe that is the Miami, inter-Miami match. Red, what? Yes, I think it is. I think you're mm-hmm. correct. Um, since Red, White, and Boom is on Monday night, that that July 3rd date, we're going to really lean in, and we're going to do trivia and a movie on Monday, and we're going to have Independence Day. The I oh, want to wow. say, I'm inclined to say like 1996 classic Correct. featuring, featuring uh, our boy Will Smith and Doesn't uh, matter friend, being of, friend, of friend of the pod friend of the podcast down. friend of the podcast <laughs> Will Smith and uh, who else is in that um, Bill Pullman Bill Pullman that's so it. there you go if Bill you don't want to go quietly into the night uh, come come join us uh, for Independence Day it'll be same time just you know on Monday instead we'll so not sure. go down without a fight we will and not the best go part quietly about it is the night. The, uh, the movie will kick off around seven thirty. I looked. I actually looked. It, it's about a two and a half hour film, which is kind of wild. But I guess when you got aliens and stuff to in, kill and so forth, yeah, you know, you got to defend uh, the planet. Yeah. Anyway, um, but that'll end and wrap up pretty much right before the fireworks. Okay. So if you were already making your way down here, sit here, have some beers, have a creamsicle sort of settle in on Red, White, and Boom night, and wow. then it's a perfect perfect lead-in. You get Gosh. your Independence Day, and it cu- like culminates with Red, White, and Boom fireworks. Which, I, we should mention, you can see the fireworks from the Land Grant Beer Garden, um, and if you need a, a better view, you can walk half a block and get a slightly better view. Mm-hmm. So come come camp out and, uh, you know, just enjoy, enjoy your independence yeah. and your Independence Celebrate Day. Celebrate your independence. That's perfect uh, since... Obviously, the fireworks are in celebration of our victory over the alien hordes. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <laughs> never that forget. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Francis Scott Key and the whole gang. Is he a, is he a relative? No, he's missing a letter. Um, anyway, <laughs> Wednesday, we got nothing but but the amazing Two Fat Indians is here every Wednesday. So that's reason enough to come down and eat well, we some delicious spicy food to pair with your delicious Beer. I heard that the uh, creams of Kolsch goes well with the jerk chicken. So oh, everything goes great <laughs> with jerk chicken. Uh, I would recommend a good IPA like Osher or Froth to go with that spicy, spicy Indian food. Delish. Love it. That's all I got. Right, we did it. We did it. We've got some exciting news um, next week on the podcast. Do we? Yeah, I don't think you're gonna be here, Walt. I sure be, won't. You'll be uh, uh, out and about in your. Um, Vacation travels, but oh, I should say uh, heat check going down on the fourteenth, the weekend of the fourteenth, whatever, fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth, fourteenth and fifteenth, yeah. whatever that Friday weekend. and Saturday yeah. of July. Um, we are actually going to be talking about next week Sundrip Double IPA, mm. which is actually a new exclusive release because wait for it, we're dropping a we make summer for you variety twelve pack, yeah. and you can only get that double IPA inside the 12 pack, which will starting to hit shelves. I think next week. Hold on. Is it a double IPA this year? It is. Oh, wow. I just tried it in the tank. It's very Sweet. good. 
Cool. Very well, maybe good. we can go get a little dip after this and, and check it out. So, but yeah, you'll want to tune in and hear all about that variety 12 pack. Uh, it's the perfect pool party companion, you know, a little something for everybody in there. So we'll talk more about that next week, but get excited. It's summertime. Get pumped. It's time. All right. We got anything else we got to talk about? Aren't you glad we made it to the end? Aren't you glad this is over, everyone? I was it. really hoping that you would do the movie uh, movie read section in a Sean Connery <laughs> accent. It was very that's you. I feel you like you're the accent you're the guy on this Connery. podcast. Yeah. Okay. We rely on you. I'll work. Th- I'll work that up for next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we did it. I think I could only do uh, quotes from The Rock in uh, Connery. <laughs> I think I could only approximate quotes from The Rock in uh, a Connery accent. And it would still be bad. So we're not going to do that. What if you read lines from <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade in the voice of uh, your boy from Batman? Michael uh, Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> I think, my, I think my, my skull might just implode from the, the dissonance <laughs> of that. Well, uh, well, 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 oh man, that just hurts just thinking about it. it. I'm trying to think about what he would sound like saying, um, we named the, the dog spot. Indiana, and it's just, I can't. <laughs> oh, God, that hurts. <laughs> well, there you go. We did it. All right, another hit episode. Thanks for listening. Um, if you come down to visit us at Land Grant Brewing Company at 424 West Town Street in Columbus, Ohio, and I hope that you do. I also hope that you tip your bartenders and you have a great time. And uh, until next week, uh, thanks for listening. Out.